The world's richest man buys Twitter and vows to unlock its potential. John Bon Jovi sounds horrible on recent videos. Michael Sweet's side project releases smoking single ahead of album drop. MGK says he's going back to rap on his next album. And we bring you an uncovered gem coming up.
to the Blood Podcast. Music and more with Bushy and Metal Mike. Sit back, crack open a cold breeze, break out your step, light it all in. While we do our retrospective views and discussions of all things music, food, and entertainment. Dip your Metal Mike, Metal Towns. So without further ado, here's Bushy and Metal Mike. That's right, this is the Plug Podcast. I am Bushy. With me as always, my brother from another brother, Metal Mike, how you doing? Alright, 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 Bushy. I'm I'm doing good, man. You know, trying to make it. I had to keep the extra brother out of there. I was listening to the last episode that we uploaded. And I was like, that's, <laughs> that's a lot of brother in there. <laughs> I know, that was hilarious. I can't believe you kept that part where I kept babbling and then fucking. I was like, dude... I'm like, oh my god, because I'm not even done with the episode yet. But I, I have to say, what I've heard of it, I've, I'm about halfway through, because I always listen to each episode at least once, just you know, to kind of critique myself or whatever, you know. For sure. Um, um, but I gotta say, it's pretty cool. I mean, it was really hard to share it though, because there were so many Facebook groups that were like. This is not metal. I'm like, but we're talking about metal news before we get to the Spider-Man movie. So, and fuck you, Spidey's metal. Yeah, assholes. Fuck those clowns. I tell you what, uh, I got to be honest on that episode. It's two and a half hours of just audio. Yeah. And normally I try to condense it down to two hours. That's our talking points and our uh, music clips and such. Mm -hmm. And, dude, I, my back was starting to hurt. I was like, I have got to get this up. So there's a point where I just stopped and went to the end and found us signing off. <laughs> I pulled I a Mark Taylor, it. okay? I pulled a Mark Taylor. I didn't edit the whole well, I, thing. If you remember, there's a part I even, well, I said that when you said, oh, I'm going to keep that. I'm like, oh, you're going to pull a Mark Alden Taylor. And then I'm like, I'm kidding. So that's all in there, man. Oh, it's but glorious. you, but it's all good. Like, hey, you know, Mark. Mark knows I love him. Man. Yeah, he which, knows. Speaking of which, I think it's tonight. He's going to be making his debut on that metal station. I know. If I can swing it, I'll try to listen for an hour. But man, that's past my bedtime. Oh, I know. I mean, because he's West Coast, man. So yeah. what? It's like. 11 p.m. your time? Yeah, that's why I can't PM listen high? to Brian Davis. I haven't heard Brian Davis since I uh, got off that overnight shift because I would have every other Wednesday off mm -hmm. so I could tune into him every once in a while. And Right. Now, man, I have to be up at 5. And, and Mark's doing an extra shit or hour. You know, Brian does a two-hour show. Mark's right. going to be doing a three-hour show. Good for him. I, I, I want to hear. Yeah, he's pretty excited, man, and I think he's going to do just fine, man. I showed him how to do Sam, and he took to it pretty quickly, you know, or at least he appeared to. So, uh, um, you know, and I knew as far as his mic presence, he was going to be fine because the guy's been doing, like, fucking two podcasts. I yeah. mean, well, one podcast forever, but even the other one, you know, he's like, that's why it kind of surprised me when he, he asked me, hey, you know, uh, you care if I would do a show or could, you know, and I was like, Hey dude. Yeah. I mean, I thought about asking before, but I didn't think he'd have the time, honestly, but apparently he does. So that's awesome. Welcome to TMS, Mark Alden Taylor. There's a few other people I'm, I'm going to, uh, reach out here to, uh, pretty soon to see if they would be interested. Nice. Uh, 
you know. Well, you know, I'm happy to have him aboard. Uh, he had a little trouble in one of those chat rooms a long time ago, long time ago. Oh, a long time ago. That's all water under yeah, the I, Yeah, but that's what I mean. He's, he's gotten better. I mean, just his, uh, his social media presence has gotten better. Um, mm -hmm. and everything about the guy just shows some weird growth that at his age, I guess I wouldn't expect. You know, I, at my age, I don't want to change shit, Metal Mike. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of set in my ways. And Mark took his criticisms and took it on the chin like a man. And, he you know, sure he fuck made, did, He man. made changes, and I'm fucking proud of him. I, ain't I am, too. I told him that. I'm very proud of him, man. Plus, he snorts whiskey. I mean, how cool is that? I know. He's got a <laughs> fireball video coming up soon. Oh, my God. God. You're kidding. God, this guy. Man. Let's go to burn. <laughs> fuck. I've been drinking Fireball quite a bit lately. When I say quite a bit, I mean if I go to the liquor store and buy a bottle lately, that's what it's been. Um, oh, okay. you know, I like that stuff because I can drink it. It doesn't make me puke. Because, yes, I have thrown up twice in front of my girl because that bitch drinks Jack. So, fuck you, Metal Mike. Fuck you, Wadzilla. Doctor Fuck. <laughs> she see hey, me throw you up make twice. It out like I'm the reason why you. I just happened to show up while you were puking. Like I got there right in time. I have figured out what it is. If I drink it, I'm okay. I mean, I hate the taste of it. I'm not a Jack Daniels fan, but I could drink it. What happens is if I throw it back for whatever reason, this is how you know I'm straight. And if I was not, I'd be a horrible gay guy because my gag reflex is the worst. I throw that shot back. <laughs> as soon as it hits the back of my throat, it immediately turns my stomach. And I puke every damn time. I could take a shot out of a glass if I hit that bottle, like I did down there at Rocket Pod, where you guys got to wit you know, witness me yakking. Still throwing down the horns while yakking. <laughs> yes, you were. Yes, you were. But yeah, that, that stuff. Yeah, Jack's not really my, my whiskey of choice. I was when I was younger in my wilder days. I was always more of a Southern comfort guy, believe it or not. Um, yeah, Jack. So I mean, I can drink it. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like yeah. No, yeah, no. I Actually, like uh, Jameson. Right? I like Jameson a lot. My favorite, as far as like hard shit, believe it or not, I was a tequila drinker. Yes, yeah. sir. Me and Jose Cuervo got into a fight one night. <laughs> and uh, that's the only Mexican I don't like. Is <laughs> Jose Cuervo. That that dude kicked my ass. Um, fuck it. I'll tell this story. This is great. Now, um... I used to live with buddies that were in a band. I wasn't in the band. Uh, actually, my bass player had moved on to his brother's band, which, you know, I get it. It makes sense. But we'd gone out. Uh, they were playing at a, at, a, at a small club, you know, in uh, northern New York. I always helped them load in. Well, I, look, I wasn't making a lot of money at this time, so I was drinking Milwaukee's Best Ice, okay? And what I would do is I would play Century Club. Now, that is taking a shot of beer a minute, for 100 minutes. That was my oh, warm-up. After you get through that, I would finish up a 12-pack. We go to the bar, I start pounding Labatt Blues. Well, a lady that I worked with shows up at the bar that night. It, you know, her, her old man, she's like, hey, you want to do shooters? I'm like, sure. 14 shots of tequila later. Oh, fuck. Dude, I passed out in my buddy's truck at about 12.30. Uh, so I never helped him load out when we got home. I didn't help him load in. I just kind of walked in. Uh, at the time, I had two male roommates, you know, young guys. Most of us slept out in the living room. We each had our own couch we had brought. So we had like this U-shape with a TV set down in the middle, of course. 
and I'm sitting on my couch. My buddy's looking at me. He's like, you don't look so good. And I just jumped. Run around. Now, mine was closest to the bathroom, but it's one of those bathrooms with one of those long-ass halls. So, like, I opened the bathroom door. Like, I'm finally hitting linoleum, and my guts just started emptying. So, all the way across the damn bathroom floor, on the walls, all over the toilet. I got some in there. Damn. I come back out. Now, I still have my coat on. This is like January in northern New York. I sit down. My buddy says, uh, so, how about now? Dude, I pick up my coat, the bottom of it, so it's like a pocket, and just puke all into that pocket of my coat. I don't get up and go dump it out outside and take the coat off. I just let it flop all over me, all over my couch. Oh, damn. My roommate looks at me one more time and says, how about now? Well, apparently I had a chunk in my mouth because I moved over my tongue. And I looked at him and went, Oh, wow. Oh, now they got me back for that. afternoon let's be honest it definitely wasn't morning i get up the next afternoon my head is just throbbing i'm in bad shape and i walk into the bathroom to take a piss well my buddy jason who's my old bass player my buddy matt who was just a roommate and a buddy come around the corner with cups of coffee in their head grinning like with the evilest grin i've ever seen i look at him and say yeah yeah i know so me and Jose, we don't... Nah, fuck that guy, man. We don't talk no more. <laughs> that guy whooped my ass. That's the sickest I've ever been. Yeah, man. I can imagine. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, look, the you know center-right guy that I am has been enjoying this story so much. The meltdown that I've been seeing. But, but you know, Elon Musk yes. uh, buys Twitter. And he vows to, you know, unlock his potential with better algorithms, getting rid of spam bots, uh, opening up speech platforms, all these great things, making things more transparent. And, wow, <laughs> I cannot believe from this not a conservative guy who's actually a wicked 
environmentalist. That's why he makes the best electric car out there. They are just lambasting this guy. People are saying, I'm leaving Twitter. My best is, uh, what is this guy's name, man? It's a, it's a total white dude, two white parents, calls himself black. I can't remember this guy's name. But he's like, I'm leaving Twitter. You know, it's going to be nothing but racism. And dude, and he was gone. Like, you went and clicked on his name to try to find his account. He was gone. Somebody said something about it. He's like, I'm still here, bitches. <laughs> But, but everybody's just retweeting the picture of trying to find him. His account no longer exists. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't understand why being able to have a an alternate viewpoint is a bad thing, because the extreme thing that's being said is, oh, you could be able to ha have anti-Semitism and racism, and it's like, no, no, you're not. Nobody likes that. Nobody of sound mind likes that. I don't care if you're on the left or right or whatever. Nobody likes that shit. Well, I, I just don't understand, I, and 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 it's been a while. It, it's been a problem with social media for a while, where it's like they certain. I, I don't know, man. It's like they want to shut you down. They want to. They want to. They 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 don't even want to fucking talk. It, it's just like their opinion, and I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like echo chamber. They yeah. just want to be in an echo chamber, and I don't understand that at all. I never have. Like I don't. I don't get that. I mean. I mean, and, and they treat like anybody who disagrees with them, it, they always want to label you. You're an ist, you're a racist, you're a homophobe, you're this. You're, yeah, you're, you're, go suck a dick, you're, man. You're you know, xenophobic. Like I, you're every other thing I can come up with just because you have a differing viewpoint. And I well, just assume... Saying, I think also they, 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 learn, they, they hurl labels because they want to... They want you to get defensive and go, no, I'm not, and, and, and get off the subject of what... Because it's like anytime you're winning the argument, that's when they start usually throwing the fucking labels at you. Yeah, and, and I I'm just try like, to assume that okay, this person isn't I mean, intelligent enough to have a conversation with. Because yeah, you're you're to trying to, to equate me with a fucking Nazi or Klansman, which, by the way, I fucking despise both groups. Doesn't everybody? But they have the right to fucking be racist if they want, folks. Yeah, we you don't might, have to I like it. Hear that you don't have to like it, but you know what? If you start taking away free speech, where does it end? Where does it fucking end? Next thing you know, if you criticize the president, oh, that's fucking hate speech. This is hate speech. That, no, fuck you, man. Fuck you. Yeah, it's, no, I'm, I, you know, no, no. I'm sorry, but you know what? No. You know? It's been crazy. All I'm going to say is I have thoroughly enjoyed the meltdown. Oh, yeah. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's really weird because you're talking about a guy who's not like a hardcore, like, I mean, you thought Donald Trump bought this shit the way they're acting, dude. You know, and right. I think it's fucking hilarious, personally. I, I, I just love seeing him melt down and cry um, just because it's like, you know, you motherfuckers have been not just ruling Twitter, but with your little fucking Twitter mobs, canceling motherfuckers and all this other shit. Doxing people a, you don't agree yeah, with. Yeah, it's like enough's enough, man. People need to start fighting back. I mean, it's, it's you know. We can I, have I a spirited debate of ideals without even being disrespectful. And, I mean, and, and, and I hate to say this, but I don't mean to be like, an, I don't even have Twitter. We have a Twitter account for the station. I don't have a personal Twitter. And I'll tell you why. I've always thought it was kind of moronic where these people would argue with each other 
when you only got so many characters you can use, when you can use a lot more characters on fucking, like, say, Facebook. Right. So I've never understood it, really. I've never gotten Twitter. I don't, because I'm like, okay, but you only have a limited amount of time. You know, these idiots, personally, I think arguing anybody on social media is retarded. I mean, it's, it's fine if you're going to have a debate and be cool about it, but even then, I'm like, it's a waste of time because you're not going to change that person's mind, and they're not going to change yours. It's fucking mental masturbation without the payoff, as far as I'm concerned. I don't well, get it. Let me explain. Really let me, I'll, I'll give you an example of one time when it worked. Uh, myself and Baco, actually, uh, before we had actually started talking personally, it had gotten into something of a debate online and i can't remember if it was my post or his i really can't i can't remember the context of the argument right but uh i didn't come at him like a dick you know i just explained my side well this is why i feel this is wrong or right whatever the thing was he ended right. up coming up to me at the last rocket pod to say he appreciated that because a lot of people he gets into these debates on you know they start again with the labels and stuff because people on the right do it too Sure they do. You know, sure so, they do. But so he's like, I really appreciated that fact. You know, I may not agree with it, but at least I understand where you're coming from. And that's right. what we're having a hard time doing as people right. anymore is but understanding see, where a, someone's Baco's coming from. a reasonable from. guy, man. Cobra's a fire. Everybody out there listening. No, uh, I mean, Baco's actually crazy, and I, but I love him. Well, he is <laughs> as far as like, I don't know, some of the shit he says on his pod, I'm like, wow, man. I love you, Baco, but sometimes I'm like, dude, do you like anything? <laughs> like, this sucks. He was you sucks, know what? He gets I'm a like, pass. Man. He gets a pass. He likes the elder. it's funny i i shouldn't even make that sound because i'm like i don't hate the elder i used to i used to fucking i i thought it was hot garbage now it's like well i kind of see what they were trying to do but i still don't understand why everybody fucking well not everybody but you, you got people that want to 
oh, it's one of their greatest. I'm like, no, it's not. You know, I. It's one of those things though where it's weird though because it seems like to me the Elder's more popular now than it was when it came out. Maybe that's just. Maybe that's just because of social media, but just every time I turn around, I got somebody telling me they love the elder, and I'm like, really, you know? Um, well, when but, you find something, and especially these guys that don't know the whole discography and don't know the original, you know, lineup of what they did, you know, so I could see the hate for it. Even Paul Stanley on that, what, it, what was supposed to be a live for the symphony, he says, uh, this is that album. People either love it or they hate it. It doesn't seem to be an in-between, and he's right. I'm one of the few that I guess kind of is. Like, there's certain songs on The Elder I like. I don't think it's... It's just weird. It's just a weird record, you know? I mean, it's just a weird record. It really is. I mean, it's like, man, what the, you know, like, it's different. It's definitely... I mean, part of me is like, well, you know, I got to give him props for trying to do something different. I'm with Ace, though. I think it was... He even He's even softened on The Elder, you know. I don't know if you know this, but Ace is even like, it's not a bad record. He goes, I just don't think it was the record we should have made at the time. And I think he's absolutely right about that, you know. But um, Maybe. Yeah, the, Who knows? I think Unmasked is way worse, so. Well, I do, too. I do, too. But you got to understand where I'm coming from, dude, at the time. Again, I was, you know, like you said, I'm coming from a different point of view. Is, um, I mean, they already were on shaky ground when they did I Was Made For Loving You. Then they do a whole album of that shit. Right? And then they do The Elder. I mean, we were like, have they lost their fucking minds? Like, you know, When you look at what, especially when you look at what their contemporaries were doing at the time, I mean, dude, Kiss had just turned, like, bro, when, when Creatures and I came out, I didn't even know about it. Nobody paid any fucking attention because at that point in time, I thought Kiss was done. Like, it was over. There was even rumors that they were breaking up. Like, nobody knew for sure what the fuck was going on. And then they come out with Creatures, and and I didn't discover it till like, a few years later. And I was like, holy shit. And then, of course, Lick It Up, which to me, sonically, any sonically anyway, those two records are, are they're sister albums as far as I'm concerned. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, like, so then it was like, oh, shit, Kiss is heavy again. Cool, you know, kind of thing. Um, but I, I I, still say if they had done Creatures just even a year earlier, I don't know. I think that it might have got more attention. Maybe, who knows? I mean, it's all fucking speculation. I mean, shit happens, I guess. Shit went people down, that, people that don't down, like that album, there's not going to be a good spot for it to fit in the discography at all, so... I mean, and, and you're kind of right. Like, I don't, because I'm, I'm like, okay, well, if they didn't put it out then, that time, then when should they have put it out? Like, what, when would it have, would it have ever been accepted by them? I, I don't know, you know? Um, I mean, yeah. the Elder's a strange record, you know? Um, guessing but not. Some people just absolutely love it. Some people have a number two on their list. And, uh... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> get that at e either, but hey, man, whatever, you yeah. know? I, yes, they do. Yeah, I, I'm like, like number two, really, over rock and roll, over, over. Wait, rock and roll over is your number one, right? Or was it? No, I didn't even make the list. Oh, good lord! Yeah, good god. Well, it was between that and the debut for number one. The debut just means more to me. Oh, I understand. The debut is a great record. Yeah, that's one of those that you could ask me on any given day, and and then I could flip flop them. It just happened to be at that time that album. Oh. 
Well, I mean, you know how I feel. I mean, my favorite Kiss album is actually Alive, really. But you were like, no live albums. I was like, damn it. All right. So, so yeah, uh, Elon Musk bought Twitter. We'll see what happens. He doesn't really take over for six months. So, uh, have you seen these videos of John Bon Jovi? Dude, I, I'm not a fan. So, no. We'll I've see. heard about it. I hear his voice. Like, I know Chris Sinzak of the Decibel Geek had posted, he even wrote that article, he which I agree with him 100%. Like, look, I, I, I'm I, one of those people, it's weird. Like, I tuned out, like, last time I went to see Kiss was the fucking Farewell Tour, bro. The real one, okay? Right. Um, But I don't care, like, if they tour now. You know, I don't give a shit. Like, I, look, I don't do, either. If you can still can do, do it, do it. But if they if they can do whatever they want, even if they, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Paul's voice is completely shot. But the way I look at it, if people are going to pay and people are going to go. I mean, the only thing that irks me is when you got kids tarts trying to tell me, well, they're 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 as, they're as big as they were when they had the reunion. Oh, get the fuck out of here, man! They sold Madison Square Garden out four nights in a row. No, they were sold not. They Tiger are Tiger Stadium in like forty six minutes or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man! Like they they are not. They are not as big as they were during the reunion, and they were not as big as they were in their heyday. They're just not. No. Quit fucking drinking the fucking. You know, tar juice, motherfuckers. Like, if you love Kiss, fine. I'm not telling you you can't. Hey, I still love them. But I have to be honest, man. I don't really care what... I mean, it's one of those situations where it's like, whatever. I don't really... I I don't know. You know, I'm just kind of like, I'm done when it comes to anything they're doing new. Well, I get that. With With this Bon Jovi thing, I am a fan. And this is one of those cases where I was like, like especially if you watch him uh, trying to get through One of Dead or Alive, I'm like, uh, John, do you remember writing this song? <laughs> that bad, huh? I've heard it's bad. I've it's, heard it's really dude, bad. Dude, it's like he's forgetting lyrics. He's like breathing some of them. His voice is just, it, it's cracked. Man, it's not good. And that sucks because I'm a huge Bon Jovi fan. I'm sure the people that go have a good time. There'll be that one guy in the crowd that'd be like, what the hell is this? And that would be like you or I, you know, like, what, right. the, what is this? This is God awful. Well, I think for some people, it, it's it, you got your hardcores and then you got your casuals. Um, you know, they just don't really give a fuck. In fact, I think someone just go just to say, hey, I saw so and so, you know, they don't they don't really care. Right. You know. Because I would like to see Bon Jovi, you know, even though Richie's not there anymore. And, and but if you're going to sound like that, I, I can't in good consciousness. Right. Well, I, I, yeah. Oh, I, I I follow you. And here's the thing: like Bildo, he 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 read. Uh, you know, my co-host of the Metal Mike show. He 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 said that while he he thought Chris had interesting points in his article, he's like, I don't know. He's like, you're you're talking to the hardcores. And Bill feels like there's more casuals going to these shows than the hardcore. So basically, even if people like us quit going to see these legacy acts that can't do it anymore, it's not really going to change anything. It's the way Bill's looking at it. Like, because you're going to have so many casuals that are going to go anyway, like, because they, they don't give a fuck. I kind of. I, I think Bill has a valid point, but I also think Chris has a valid point, too. You know? Yeah, both, both of those hold water. Yeah, because I mean, for the the thing is, man, 
I do agree. With, I mean, there's so many great new bands out there, man, that need the attention and the love, you know, and the spotlight shown on them. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the legacy acts, too. And the way I look at it, if they can still perform at a certain level, I don't, you know, and, and look, not everybody, you know, it's kind of like um, somebody had noticed on the new Scorpions album, the way they were arranging the songs where Klaus didn't have to hit those really really high notes anymore and from what i understand even when they play live and they play the older songs they're rearranging the songs differently uh, so he can't you know so he can still sing the songs but he's not expected it in fact zach wilde's been doing that with ozzy for a while now because i remember there's this video i saw where zach's like ain't 91 anymore boss you know like ozzy can't hit those fucking notes like he could Back sure. in the day, so they they kind of rearrange the songs, they slow them down. They and I don't have a problem with that. I'd rather they do that than fucking get fucking cart tapes or whatever. And maybe if John was to do that, John Bon Jovi, I mean, maybe. But there's just comes a time sometimes where you just can't do it anymore. I mean, I'll say one thing when it comes to the older guys. One of the guys that blew me away is when I went to see. Um, um, uh, the Dead Daisies with Glenn Hughes and dude, that guy, he still has it. I don't know how because I know he did as many drugs or as much coke as Ozzy did. Right. But man, he can still sing at a high, high level, you know. And That's there's awesome. some guys that can, and and, and I, I don't know, you know. It's like it's it's hard because it's like some people are like, oh well, they should just quit. They don't need the money. They're not doing it for the money, guys. They're doing it because it's all they fucking know. They don't know anything. That's else. their job. It's they don't know anything yeah. else. It's 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 just like when a when an old fighter or an athlete stays too long. It's because they don't know how to do anything else. They've been doing it almost all of their fucking adult life. Some of them, like Michael Jackson, since they were a kid, you know? Yeah. Sure. Um, and I get it. You know, like Paul McCartney, yeah. he still sounds good. I'm not a fan, but he still sounds good. Mick Jagger, I mean, I, we all know I'm a Mick, huge fan. Mick of sounds great, I think, they, you know, for his age. He's still got it. You know, yeah. If you could do it, do sure. it. But then again, he's doing rock and roll. He's, he was never a high register singer anyway. Oh, no, no. But Mick. I mean, he not only does he sound good, but the guy looks good. Like, oh, he's still dancing and goose walking or whatever that I mean, duck walking, whatever that is, he shape goes across for, the floor. He's still in great shape for a man his age. I mean, how old is he now? Dude, I, I don't know. know. He's got to be in his 70s at like, least. Him and Keith got to be 472 or something. And how they're I alive know, with right? all the gack they did. Jesus. Especially, especially <laughs> Keith. <laughs> right? Uh, oh, but, Lord. Um, it's a sad thing for me uh, uh, to see that. I'm not a Bon Jovi fan, but I don't, I mean, that, that's kind of sad. I mean, even me, I'm like, oh, that's a shame, you know, but. I mean, I, like with Kiss, I'm so used to Paul sounding like shit now that it doesn't affect me as much. Like when, it, when I first heard him and he was like horse barking, I'm like, oh God. Yeah. You know, oh God. Because <laughs> that's my guy. I mean, he's not Gene and Gene still sounds great. Gene still sounds but good. Paul yes. beat his voice up, you know. All that, sure all that singing up in those higher registers. I mean, Tom Kiefer had to go through throat surgery. Uh, Paul did. Uh, I think he came back too soon. I didn't. I don't think he gave. I himself think he time did. I, I think he did too. I think that's what happened to him because it, Paul was able to do it and do it at a pretty high level for a long time. I mean, hey man, you know, like for instance, um, and it's funny because the guy I interviewed recently. Um, 
uh, Jason Arduin from uh, Becoming, he was talking about, like, he'd seen a video of Kiss, and this was, like, in the 80s. And he was like, man, you know, when you want to talk about vocalists, man, I mean, Paul was fucking amazing. I'm oh, like, he, oh, he my was, God, he was. I mean, like, as much as, as much as I don't like some of those albums, like Crazy Nights, I'll never say that Paul, I mean, you listen to the vocals on that album, that guy is singing his fucking heart out. It man. could be one of his Everything. best vocal performances. Everything's way up there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, even though I don't like the record, but his his vocals on it, he's fucking killing it. But I think a lot of those 80s Kiss albums, he's killing it, man. Listen to Lick It Up. Listen to Creatures Night. Listen to even Animalize. Animalize, man. Like, man. I think Asylum, Animalize even. is underrated. He's, Asylum's amazing. Uh, Asylum, he's killing it. Like, you know, you could make the argument that he actually got better in the 80s than he was in the 70s. And he's a pretty goddamn good singer in the 70s, man. So yeah. it's like, I think even in the 90s, man, you listen. I know some people don't like Carnival Souls. I actually do. Uh, I think it's Fuck great. the haters. Yeah. And Paul does some great vocals on that record, you know. So there you go, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's a sad thing. It, it happens to some. Not everybody, but it happens to some. Uh, I guess the the John Bon Jovi thing was half-ass unexpected. This ain't a song for the broken hearted. same time i have a uh, concert dvd from madison square garden and uh the thing i enjoy most off of that is when john goes to do another wardrobe change and richie sambora sings uh, i'll be there for you because it's the greatest recorded version of that song i've ever heard but i noticed in that concert that the way he was singing things was really weird mm -hmm. i mean it's, it's just weird um, I don't know if it's the way he's holding his mouth. I don't know if his voice was starting to go back then, and I just refused to believe it. Because remember, Vince was awesome in the studio on every record. Yeah. But, boy, you get him on a stage, and he's just not shit. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I don't know what the thing was, but it, it sucks. Uh, I hope he makes the right choice. You know, sometimes it is time to hang it up. But a guy that hasn't lost his chops, Michael Sweet, he's got a new band called Iconic. But he's not the vocalist. He's a guitar player. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a guitar player. He plays guitars and uh, backup vocals. And uh, they dropped a new single. Uh, their, their album's coming out soon. I've already pre-ordered it. So I have the song. Um, you've probably already heard it because I probably used it in the intro. <laughs> but the song's called Nowhere to Run. The forthcoming album is called Second Skin. Dude, it's a badass track. It's total rock and roll. The guy they got singing... 
he don't mess around, man. It's just a powerhouse of a band. And I don't really know that I know any of these guys. Mm -hmm. But, uh, dude, that's an example. Now, Michael Sweet's one of these guys that he has said it, that if his voice ever goes... He's they, done, yeah. No, he said, thank God he's got the guitar to fall back on. He'll just Oh, that's guitar. true. Well, yeah, but, I mean, he's done singing is what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, these guys are, man, they're pretty good. Um, okay, oh, Joel Holkstra, Michael Sweet, yeah. Joel Holkstra, where's he from? I know that name. I know from him from somewhere, yeah. I know that name. I've heard that name somewhere, man. But, hey, I mean, Mike's a talented guy, man, you know? I mean, I mean, in fact, even Ian, didn't he do... Wasn't it Michael that did like a Boston tribute thing or whatever? Yeah, he didn't do a like tribute. Absolute, he didn't do it was a, a live performance, and he sang with Boston yeah. or for Boston, and like fucking killed it. From oh, what I understand. Oh yeah, it was. It, I watched that concert um, that D. Snyder put together, and it mm. was, dude, it was killer. Cool. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything on, and, and I know that name, Joel Holster, but it's Nathan James vocals, Michael Sweet guitars vocals. Uh, Joel Hulks for guitar, so you got those two guys killing him. Marco Mendoza on oh. bass. You know who that is, don't you? I guess I was wrong. That's I didn't look at Yeah, I guess I didn't know. Uh, Hello, pay attention. yeah. Oh, that's why the drums were banging. It's fucking Tommy Aldridge on drums. Holy shit. Tommy yeah. Aldridge is a great drummer. Yes, man. sir. Name of the band is Iconic. Uh, like I said, iconic. I'm yeah. gonna look that up, man. I'm gonna uh, check that out. Like I said, uh, this is a Frontiers album, so I'll play the whole song in the intro there. Um, song's called Nowhere to Run. Uh, the album's called Second Skin. I definitely recommend checking that out. But I'll tell you what, on, man. on the funny side of the news, MGK, old Machine Gun Kelly, Tommy Lee himself. Yeah, <laughs> he's going back to rap on his next album. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Why is this even news to us? I, I don't mean to be that old fucking grouchy fuck. Yeah, I I'm going to get I on. could give zero fucks, Bushy. I'm sorry. I'm I don't getting on your fucking lawn. Yeah, well, I, I'm sorry. I don't get it. I, I, I don't get the whole pop, fucking punk, whatever. He sucks. I don't get it. I'm an old guy, though. I, I don't get it, man. I, I, but I know I'm not his target audience. No, I, we're, you know, he's it's, not. it's not us. I don't give a shit. You know, it's like, I don't like his rap either. My daughter plays no, I, a, a rap song he does, which is where he dissed Eminem, because that's what you have to do in the rap world is diss somebody else. You know, and uh, I'm, I'm looking at the veil. Sorry, like, I'll take Eminem over Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm listening. Day of the week and twice on Sunday. Yeah, I was listening to that. I'm like, this is just garbage. This guy is not good. Like, the only good thing this man has done is play Tommy Lee in the dirt. Um, I tried listening to a few of those songs on YouTube that he did as a rock guy. It seemed it's very bad. Yeah, it seems very contrived, very fake. So it's probably good that he's going back to rap because that's kind of what he does anyway. I wish him all the luck in the world. I'm not. As far as it. I'm concerned, he's kind of a poser even when he does rap. It's like whatever, you know. He's he's a fucking. You know, it's it, you know whatever. Yeah. I, I don't even use the. I was gonna say clit rock, but clit rap, clit rock. It's just it's fucking pussy shit, man. As far as I'm concerned, I mean it's like it's girly shit. It's it's teeny bopper music. That's what it is. I mean, he, he is the fucking, um, oh, what the fuck, Fabian of his day, of, of today, you know, um, just <laughs> fake, 
fake. Tell us fake. how you really feel. Well, he is. He's fake. <laughs> Bands like that, I'm like, they're not a fucking rock and roll. They ain't rap. They ain't, you know. I mean, of course, I'm I'm that old guy that I, you know, like I don't get the mumbling shit. Not just in rap. What's with the mumbling shit? Like, why is everybody mumbling these shit? The fuck's that all about, man? I'm like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't either. It. Even the president does it. I don't get it. Yeah. Well, fuck that guy. <laughs> the other good news is, it is uncovered gem time. You gave me a record to hear. Um, as a precursor to this, I will say the title of the band is why I never listened to them. I always figured they were. Oh, not and, at all. Dude. And I was uh, surprised at what I heard. But we're going to be going through the. Uh, you said debut album, River Runs Red. Give me a yes, little sir. background on this record because I did no research on this band. Okay, here's the thing. Um, this is their debut album. It came out, I believe, uh, October 12, 1993. Um, the drummer for this, uh, and he was a drummer. In fact, he's the lead. He's like the lead head man. Have you ever heard of a pale horse called Death? Only, from, named Death? only from the Bible. Oh, well, okay. Uh, I, I hope I'm not butchering his name. Sal Abruscato. Um, he is the current front man for A Pale Horse Named Death, which really A Pale Horse Named Death is typo negative without Peter Steele. And they're really cool. You ought to check them out, dude. If you love typo, you're going to like these guys. I guarantee okay. you. Um, and, and, and they've released three albums, and Hell, Will Follow with, and Hell Will Follow Me, Lay My Soul to Waste, and When the World Becomes Undone. Um, they're really, really cool. Uh, he is the original drummer for both Typo Negative and Life of Agony. So you have that kind of a crossover thing right there. Sure. Um, Life of Agony, they they started out, I mean, even then, I guess they called them alternative metal. But to my ears, they were like a mixture of sludge metal and hardcore punk. Um, definitely hardcore. You can definitely hear the hardcore in this music. But they're real sludgy, doomy, thick almost gloom and doom metal really not just doom metal because if you look at the the, the um the subject matter of this album uh, to me this is when the band this was their peak there's certain album or bands where they peak like guns and roses to me i don't think they ever did anything that fucking touched appetite for destruction and i kind of feel the same way about this band another interesting thing is the lead singer transitioned into a woman 
Mina Caputo. Um, okay. Originally, when she was a dude, Keith Caputo. And the vocals, like, they've even done a sequel to this actual album, believe it or not. Oh, wow. And, I, and I've listened to it. it. I've listened to a lot of Life of Agony since this record. It's not bad. And, and, and obviously, because she's transitioned into a woman, you know, getting all the hormones, it's affected her voice. Like, still good, got a good voice. Don't, don't get me wrong, but it's different. You know, because as you can, as I'm sure you could hear by telling this album, he, Keith had a very deep, heavy voice, you know. Uh, yeah, um, that's what you say. I, I, I'll give it a unique. I, I kind of, I, I think the guy from Volby's voice kind of reminds me of this guy, of, of, of his vocals. Um, very, um, I don't know what word you want to use it, but first time I heard Volby, I was like, Holy shit, man! It reminds me of the dude from, or well, dudette now of from Life Agony. But like I said, Mina doesn't really sound like that anymore. Not a bad voice by any means, but it's different. Obviously, I mean, when you take hormones, you know, whether you're transitioning from one or the other, it's going to affect your voice. You know, right? Um, you know, it just stands to reason. Uh, so, uh, yeah, definitely, there is a difference with the vocals. Uh, from like the early albums to what they're doing now, right? Okay. Uh, uh, but yeah, they they uh, the album came out, and this was an album that um, was had a pretty big you know um, following when it came out. Uh, it was um, believe it or not, in May of two thousand five, this album became the fourth album overall to be inducted into the Decibel Hall of Fame. And Rolling Stone in 2017 named River Runs Red number 58 on its list of 100 greatest metal albums of all time. Of course, you know how I feel about Rolling Stone. Sure. But, but I understand that the, the guys that are writing for Rolling Stone now, those guys, a lot of them, their heart's in the right place. They love metal. Rolling Stone has hired them to write about metal because they don't fucking understand metal, you know. But So, you know, really it's Rolling Stone's writers, whoever their metal guy is, that's, you know, ranking the, this right. high. But, um, you know, this was an album that, um, it, it's a concept album that focuses on suicide, but also exploring themes of abuse, alcoholism, and abandonment. And um, the music... The lyrics of all, a lot of the musical tracks on this album, they don't totally directly correlate with the story, but they do touch upon personal issues facing various band members. And at the same time, they provided a feel in line with the story being told in the theatrical tracks. And that's what they call them. Anything that you hear dialogue, they call it theatrical tracks. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, you want to kick this off, man? Sure. Uh, opening track is called This Time. It's man, it's got cool blistering riffish and uh, drums oh. open, but then it gets uh, you know kind of slows down into this you know thick heavy kind of chugging riff. Mm -hmm. uh, this dude kind of sounds like the Volbeat singer. I'm not sure if I dig it or not. Uh, I do, however, dig the tempo changes. That's something that is very prevalent throughout this entire album. Is just the way speed up, slow down, speed up, slow down. Um, the guitar solo on this bitch is definitely tasty. It's not a bad opening track at all. Oh, I love it. Um, again, I love this record, though. That's why I picked it. Uh, I love uh, the vocalist. I love that. I love the, the voice on here. But it's probably why I like the Volbeat 
vocalist too because i mean it's a unique it's unique it's a, a baritone i don't know how you describe it but it's just a unique voice and uh what i got is starts off with just a killer chugtastic riff that is followed by um just killer rhythm so i mean the musicianship on this album in my opinion because me uh the other thing i wanted to mention is mina also plays keyboards for this album or for this band too so um she doesn't just sing. Of course, like I said at the time, it was Keith Caputo when they recorded this. Right. Um, and I'm well, sorry, but it, there isn't. I think difference. it'll be okay to dead name. What's the name on the album? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, but anyway. Through most of this, I didn't even realize there was keys on here. I only heard them a couple times. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, to me, this album entirely is just kind of like this great mixture of like sludge metal and with the hardcore and. And this song right here is basically about a teenage son whose father's just basically neglected him. You know, if you if you you know if you listen to the lyrics, I mean, he's he's literally saying, "You've got time, but you don't have time for me." You know, like uh, you know, you know, when are we going to get together? When are we going to you know? You don't have any time for me. And then talking about him getting remarried to his new wife you know and everything and i like it i think it's a cool song man i think it's a great opener sweet uh, what do you think about underground okay um this is what i got for my notes on underground so i i love how um the vocalist starts off with uh like solo vocals that right before the band just kicks right in i love the whole hardcore vibe to the song where the whole band is singing in unison with the vocalist very much a rallying track almost um killer riffs awesome guitar work rhythm sections killing it because if you listen to like the way they do it man it's just yeah it, it, like right here man um basically it's hard, hard enough to believe in myself when i know they don't believe in me i'm willing to change for society i'll be who i want to be i like songs like this i mean it's one of the reasons why i love i am i'm me by sure. twisted sister i love you know like fuck you i'm not gonna change i'm gonna do what i want you know they keep on kicking me down kicking me down trying to keep me underground under i fucking love this song man great fucking track <laughs> well it's uh it's not as good as the opener but it still rocks um the vocals for me come across cheesy with that whole repeating phrases saying uh but that's okay, you know. I don't mind a little cheese with my metal. I would uh, fucking hope not. <laughs> it's it, you know, it's a decent track. I prefer the first one. I I would agree with that. I I, de I definitely think the opening track, you know, is killer. But uh, uh, following that, of course, we have Monday. That's the first oh. theatrical track. Um, just kind of propelling the story forward. Kid comes home to stepmom bitching and yelling. And then, of course, his girlfriend dumps him on the answering machine. I'm like, oh, classy move there, lady. Which then, of course, goes into the title track, River Runs Red. Uh, do you want to take this, dude, or you want me to? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll do both three and four. Uh, Monday, it's a bunch of fucking noise. Some lady yelling. If I wanted to hear that shit, I'd go spend like six hours with you know my daughter's family. <laughs> then, then there's a voice message of a breakup it's, it's fucking boring uh now river runs red this jam fucking slams oh it, i know right it absolutely pisses me off because it clocks in at under two minutes it's just too damn short i know but god damn it's too it's 
two minutes and 17 seconds just fucking on like and i just love how it opens because the minute the answer machine you got i got the razor at my wrist because i can't resist i got this 44 burner i mean it's just fucking yeah a burner dude uh probably just a um phenomenal track um just a banger of a track um I, I really literally love how it just smacks you right in the fucking face with the opening lyric. Phenomenal track. Tied with my favorite track of the album. Nice, nice. I don't know if I have a favorite. I didn't listen to it enough. Uh, through it through. Um, all right. I've got, um, you know, basically just another phenomenal track. Um, I really dig this song too, man. Like I said, I don't really think there's a bad song there's some i like more than others but um yeah i i dig this song too man uh you know the um, again i love how the, he'll sing like the colder than ever and then you got the i said i'm colder than ever i'm empty like the whole hardcore vocals with it i don't know i dug it i think it's a fucking cool track <laughs> through it through i uh i like that bass intro but uh I dig how, you know, song kind of kicks into overdrive and then, you know, tempo change again. Mm-hmm. Oh, lots of tempo changes on this album. What, what really stands out for me is those typo negative sounding gang vocals. Those absolutely yes. rule. And for me, it saved the song. That that was like the standout for me. I was all about it. Yeah, I agree. I it, It's the it's the fucking, I love the gang vocals on this album and on this song. It's, like, it's and, total yeah. typo. It's, and like, it's like oh, I hear Pete totally, Steele. Oh, yeah, yeah. But again, you know, you had... Sal, who was in both bands, so it's kind of like, and they're and they're from the same area, man. And you know that that whole thing, that scene that was going on that time, there was a lot of you know because you got to remember before Typo there was Carnivore, and he right. and Pete did it with that band too. So it kind of makes sense. I mean, yeah, you can definitely hear the Typo negative influence on this band. There's no fucking. Oh yeah, I, I get a little feel of like Biohazard, but uh, Typo yep, was strong. Yeah, Biohazard too. I'm glad it's, you mentioned it's that. It's that Brooklyn hardcore, man. Yeah, it's that whole fucking fuck you. Yeah, and I love Brooklyn hardcore music. Hell uh, yeah. Words and music. It's got a cool intro. Uh, if you added keys, I think this was a typo negative song. It has a real cool groove, good chugging riff, more sweet tempo changes. Like I said, that's through this whole fucking album. They don't ever stay with the same damn thing. More cool gang vocals. This is the best uh, best guitar solo I've heard yet as I'm listening to this record, man. It's a good song. Dude, uh, killer, heavy as fuck riffage throughout with just haunting and almost anguished vocals. Um, and I just love the message of the song because it's basically saying that it's the words and music that keeps him living and breathing. Like, this is the shit, like, um, that, you know. And I, I ain't gonna lie, man. There's been, hey, I, I know some people may think it's crazy for you know me to feel that way or whatever but you know as a kid growing up man i mean you know this music heavy music it, it's got me through a lot of you know trials and tribulations you know sure. and, and uh i i so i totally identify with this song you know i i think that um you know it's these words and music that keeps me living keeps me breathing i i I just love it. Um, it's an epic track, and I think the ending is very, very reminiscent of uh, Typo Negative. I just love the whole gain vocals on it, 
and how the track even takes a darker tone after the guitar solo when he talks about his friend's funeral and feeling empty because there's that part where right at the end he goes, I buried my friend the other day and I saw my life in a different way. I just love that. And basically how he's like, his friend's dead, but he's almost like he didn't shed a tear. And he's like, what's wrong with me? Yeah, Why yeah. do I feel so fucking empty? And I love the line, as I gazed down at his grave, I knew the same day I'd end up that way. Phenomenal track, as far as I'm concerned. Nice, nice. Uh, go ahead and take Thursday. Thursday, second theatrical track. Kid comes home to stepmom being just a fucking bitch, man. Verbally abusive. Um I'm like, God, man, like, oh, you disgust me, and you're like a pig in the streets, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, lady, you know, fuck. And then, of course, he gets, he goes in, lights a cigarette, listen, and I, I gotta admit, I do love this part, man, and I'll tell you why. The boss, with the fucking, that accent. Yeah. You know, where he's like, um, you know, yeah, I'm calling him now. Hello, hello, pick up the phone. Where the fuck are you? What's the matter? You just decided not to come to work today? What the fuck is wrong with you, you fucking lowlife? I fucking love that. And to tell you a side note, I actually, one time I'd gotten drunk, and I called a buddy of mine, and I had this blast and this message, So when, and I knew he wasn't home, so, um, you know, <laughs> nice. his, his answer machine was going to get this, you know, like, that's it, you're fired, you understand me? Well, I didn't realize that his wife would be home. And uh, she she didn't see the funny side to it at all, but, but I sure did. And then, of course, following that, you have, I guess, maybe the principal or whoever the fuck Mrs. Glicker is. But she's basically saying, hey, kid, uh, you're not graduating this year because you're failing two subjects. So he's basically just like his life just sucks right now. <laughs> you know, basically, it's like, fuck, you know, right. um, which goes into bad seed. Um, do you want me to take this, or do you want no, to? No, let me let me talk about this fucking travesty this Thursday. Oh, because uh, this fucking shit annoys me. Okay, another spoken thing. Woman bitching again. More checking messages. Dude gets fired. In trouble at school. Failing two classes. Won't be graduating. It might add context, but it's fucking boring. Uh, I, I don't have an emotional attachment to this record, obviously. So for me, that it's absolute tripe. Absolute tripe. Go you know, I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I just feel like it's like, you know, once I feel, oh, okay, it's a concept album. I, I just rolled with it. It was like, it, and it's not like it was like five minutes of fucking dialogue, dude. Oh, I mean, it felt like 30. What are you talking about? Uh, it wasn't that long, dude. I'm like, you know? shut the fuck up. You know, I mean, you know, um, you know okay, I, let, let me look real quick here. I want to see how long this is. What the fuck? Come on, man. All right, let's see. Thursday. Eh, two minutes, ten seconds. That's kind of lengthy. I'll, I'll give you that. But it doesn't really bother me. Because, again, anytime I listen to this album, I listen to the whole record. I don't, I don't just pick songs, you know. Unless, of course, I'm doing my radio show. Um. But yeah, it, it is what it is, dude. It's not a song. It, it's a fucking theatrical track. So it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah, leave you that know. to Pink Floyd. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, you know, whatever. You know. <laughs> Go ahead and take Bad Seed, man. I mean, Bad Seed. Uh, basically, a track about him grieving for his mother, who apparently had killed herself. Uh, just a lot of anger in this track. Um, I love the bridge. Where you can just feel the pain in the vocalist's uh, 
um, and, and, and Mina's vocals, man, uh, that just goes into a really like tasty, sweet guitar solo. Um, yeah, I, I I dig this song, man. I I've uh, I've always loved Bad Seed. It's probably one of my favorite tracks on the album. Um, let's see what else do I have? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then right after the guitar solo, it goes right back into the chugging. And yeah, it's kind of tied with my favorite song on the album, believe it or not, man. I just, I just like the, you know, like he, because if you listen to what he's talking about, he's basically, and I get the feeling because they said that there were some things about this album that was true because, um, like right here, well, maybe my mind's deceiving me, but I think you took the easy way out. You left me standing there empty handed as soon as you put that gun in your mouth. So please don't keep on asking if there's something wrong. Because you know damn well if I was fine, I never would have written this song. So, you know, there's some anger in this fucking track, man, for sure. It kind of makes me wonder if maybe one of the guys, you know, cause that wrote the song, like if, if mom, if their mom did kill themselves or something. Because it's right. like. Fuck, man. Uh, what do you think, Bush? Uh, let me tell you what. Bad Seed, that fucking opening riff is ridiculous. I know, right? Then you get that little tempo change into the first verse. Then it, then it changed again. That that's Look, you're even giving King Diamond and Merciful Fate a run for the money on the, on the changes, okay? I know, right? And it does that before it slows back down. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I'd probably dig up more... If it kept that opening riff. Mm-hmm. Oh, that I mean, opening riff is amazing. Oh, yeah. And I, I do agree that. with you. Yeah, yeah. And I love that fucking thrashy part in the middle before it slows down again. It is. Like, you know, Bushy, you kind of touched on something. Maybe that's why I do love this record so much is because of all the changes and stuff. Because I love that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. That's like, that's it, one it reason why you I always loved Megadeth. That's why I always loved early Metallica. That's why I loved Black Sabbath is, you know, Sabbath sometimes would have like three or four amazing riffs in one goddamn song, you know? And yeah. And uh, yeah, that's probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Now what's cool about this is here's where I hear the keys. Cause they kind of come in during that very slow groove and mm-hmm. it's, it's wicked subtle. The guitar solo yeah. is fucking great. It's simple and it's to the point. It's, it's, it's nothing real technical. Mm-hmm. I, I, right. I, I definitely dig this track. Cool, cool. All right, man. Uh, yeah, also, like, I just think that the uh, uh, Mina's vocals, man, was like, you could just feel that part, especially when, when, uh, um, oh, what is it? Yeah. yeah, right here. Am I to blame? Am I to blame? If I cannot bear to face your grave and mother, please shine down me. And then it was like, show me that I'm the backseat. Oh, yeah. And it all echoes. And I was like, fuck yeah, man. Just goes right into the fucking sweet ass guitar solo. Like you said, not a technique, but it's just a really sweet, tasty um, guitar solo that just enhances the song. Yeah, it's just um, real simple and to the point. There's nothing spectacular yes, about it. It just works. But it's it's tasty, yeah. Um, following that, we had My Eyes. Um you want to take this one, dude? Okay. Opening riff. I don't like it. Oh, really? I okay. think the chugging power chord riffs are better. Uh, the drumming on this track, d- dude, it, it's it's fucking insane. Well, I think Sal's drumming on the whole album is really good, dude. Yeah, but that, that was the standout for me. Uh, mm-hmm. But barring that stupid whining riff that they come back to, it's like, no, stop. Don't do that. This song, is that the one that's like nah, 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 Yeah, it's, yeah, no, yeah. real high up there. It's, it's yeah. horrible. It, it opens with it. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. The song isn't I like bad, it. but that annoying riff fucking kills it for me. Um, I also love the whole gain vocals and stuff. Again, man, I'm a sucker for that shit. I just love that stuff, man, and I, I like it. It's not my favorite track on the album, but I, I dig it. Uh, all right, man. After that, we have Respect. Respect. Um, I love this song, man. I think it's another phenomenal track. I just keep repeating myself, I know, but this song to me is almost total hardcore with, again, though, there's a lot of different changes in this track, too. Uh What'd you think of it, Bush? Respect. Uh, it's it's much better than my eyes. It's thick. It's crunchy. It's got cool tempo changes. Uh, these guys had to have worshipped typo negative because I could really hear the influence here a lot. It, it's not a bad tune. Right on. Right on. But I got to tell you, this one, Method of Groove. This shit's just badass. Totally reminds me of Biohazard. Oh, big time. I like the rap vocals. The drums are just fucking sick. This is my favorite song on the album. I had a feeling it was going to be. I kept, I was listening to them. I'm like, I bet this is Bushy's favorite track. Yeah, because I really like Biohazard. As much as I like Typo, man, this, this shit was badass. Oh, I love Biohazard. Uh, this guitar solo, again, isn't anything amazing. But it's still great. It's just a fucking awesome jam. I yeah, dude. That, the rap vocals. I was like, holy shit, man. <laughs> is that right. Seinfeld <laughs> on vocals? What is going um, on? You know here? who it is? It's actually the guitarist Joey Z doing nice. that co-vocals. Um, yeah, I, I think this song totally lives up to its name. Just a total groove tastic fucking opening riff. Um, and then I just love the the, the co-lead vocals by guitarist Joey Z. Um, yeah, again, another great standout track. Um, another um, exhibit of why I love this record as much as I do and, and did when it came out. Like, this was an album that was in my regular rotation, Bush, and I have to say it's one of these albums that, like I always point out to people, that when they want to bag on 90s metals, I'm like, well, hey, listen to this record or listen to that record. There was there was some good stuff being put out during this time period, you know, Um it was maybe up more underground at the time, but it was still good stuff. You know, right. you know what I mean. And I definitely think this was uh, one of those albums, um, in my opinion. Obviously, I picked the fucking album for us to do. <laughs> so, uh, uh, the stain remains. You want to take this, bro, or you want me to do it? Ah, uh, yeah, go ahead. All right, stain remains. I said just, uh, especially the intro, total gothic feel. Very typo-ish, typo-negative to me. Um, that just all of a sudden just basically goes all out hardcore. Uh, that then then goes back to uh, you know being you know gothic again and again a lot of different changes. But I, I think it's a cool closing track. I like it. Um, I dug it, man. Uh, you know, especially when you listen to the, some of the lyrics, man. Um, it's the blood in your tears, the pain in your veins, the lies, the cries, only the stain remains. Every day I live it, every day I face it, every day I hate it, all I need is me and that's it. it oh, cool fucking track, I dug it. What do you think, dude? Nice, uh, this one fucked me up. Because uh, my notes were like, uh, wow, is this a ballad? That opening, slow, acoustic, and I, and I, I couldn't tell if it was the guitar or the bass. That's kind of what impressed me. Yes. Um, you know, but then we find out it's definitely not a ballad. 
Because, holy fuck, it gets thrashy heavy as hell. I mean, it, it goes past the chuggy doomy thing it's been doing. It gets straight into like a thrashy kind of hardcore thing. Uh, this one has a killer guitar solo. You know, that chugging yeah. heavy riff that comes back in again. And that's what really gets me every time is, is just balls to the wall. It's a damn good song. Well, that's awesome, dude. I'm glad. It seems like you liked most of the record, other than the theatrical shit, right? Uh, for the most part. Overall, you, yeah. Yeah, there's I mean, a couple you, things yeah, I really, that I would skip, but like, yeah, like my eyes, um, I would skip. That fucking yeah. annoys me. <laughs> oh, because that you said you didn't like that, but still, that's one song out of, and of course the theatrical. But I don't count those as songs. That's just fucking filler or whatever that's not really i think i don't think even with my eyes i don't think that's a horrible song it's just you know what i mean it's probably it's my least favorite song on the album as well bush but i don't think it's a bad track you know what i'm no, saying i feel you what do you what do you think of this little closing theatrical piece uh, or whatever? um it, it is what it is um you know main character comes home and endures god man the worst insults from his stepmother I hate this bitch, all right? I mean, if I was doing this story, I would have had the son come home and just blow her away. She is a fucking bitch, and that reminds me of my ex, um, especially, like, when she start, instigates a fight with the guy's dad, you know? And there's that line where he even says, you know, like, get off my fucking back. I work 12 hours a day. I'm going, wait a minute, lady. This guy works 12-hour shifts every day, and you're bitching? Like... What the fuck? But see, I can relate to that because I was with a gal. Like, like no matter what I did or how hard I tried. Now, you know, did I flip out and start breaking plates and shit? But I, I, I totally understand. I totally get where the guy's coming from. And, I mean, that's the thing about, like, when you listen to it, it's pretty disturbing because it's like, well, fuck, man. No wonder this kid's fucking suicidal, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, Jesus Christ. It's one of those, you know, and, of course, you know, uh, so you hear the plate shattering in the distance, you know, they're fucking fighting. The kid locks himself in the bathroom. And then it was kind of interesting because you hear him turn on the stereo and they're kind of totally breaking the fourth wall here because it's it's literally the title track of the album he's listening to. Yeah. Uh, then you got stepmom just bitching and griping and at the kid. Is, and, and, of course, he's running the bathwater. He slits his wrist and you can hear the blood dripping and then it fades out uh, with her freaking out and everything. Now, it leads you to believe that the, the, the kid died. But believe it or not, years later, they did a sequel to this album. Um, in their most recent album, actually. Uh, it is, uh, let's see here. Um, let's see where, yeah. Um, I, scars of, um, I think Scars... The Sound of Scars, 2019, and it literally picks up where the last record um, left off. But it, it kind of jumps around a bit, though, because it, it, it you know, it, it, it opens that way. It's only 32 seconds. Then it's into the music, but he's a grown-up now. The, the, um, the kid is not a kid anymore. He's married and has his own kid. Um, it's not bad. I Again, though, it is different, though, because... Because of um, Keith transitioning transitioning to Mina, the vocals are different now. No, I'm not saying they're bad, right? But they're different, and um, uh, it's it's not bad, you know. As I said, you know, but I just don't think they've ever really been able to recapture the greatness of River Runs Red. It's it's um, 
you know, in my opinion, it's right. uh, even this album. It's good. It's not bad. I'm not. I'm not bagging on it at all. But it's um, you know, I don't know, man. It's just one of them things where um, it's just not the same. What's funny though is Salves, of course. You know, he's not in the band anymore. They got a female drummer for this. Veronica Bellino um, is in, in the lineup for 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 uh, the Sound of Scars, but. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, that's River Runs Red. It it, it seems like uh, for the most part, Bushy, you liked it, which is yeah, awesome. for the most part. This Friday thing irritates me too. Uh, you covered most of it. News on, parents fighting, blah blah blah, noise. You know, yeah. Kid turns on the stereo, starts the tub or shower. He can't decide which. Get mom Slits banging his on, wrist, man. You know, mom banging on yep. door, opens it, starts screaming. I said, I guess the implication is the kid committed suicide. Fuck him. Well, come to find Fuck out, that kid, I don't care. <laughs> later, later on, though, it was attempted suicide. He did not die, so I was like, "Oh, you know." Which again, I was kind of like, "Man, I don't know," because it's like Queensrÿche with Operation Mind Crime. Operation Mind Crime wasn't that great, even with Dio playing Doctor X. You know what I'm saying? You, you mean Mind Crime too, right? Yeah, Mind Crime too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I, I was did. about to come through this computer on you. <laughs> Mind no, Crime's amazing. Mind Crime. Are you kidding me? <laughs> not just my favorite Queensryche album. It's one of my favorite metal albums of all time. It's dude. Is I, good. That album is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, I, I'm and not going to argue with you. You're not really a progressive metal guy, but there's a case where you could say that that was at a point in time when Queensryche they took progressive metal and they did it right. And that's a concept record. Yeah, it's. I remember. I would stipulate to that. When the album first came out, I remember when that album first came out, and I was already a Queensryche uh, fan. You know, my brother had Queen of the Reich and Rage for Order, and, and I liked them, you know. But I remember the buzz on that album. It had buzz, dude. And everybody was like, oh, it's like, it's, it, it's to the 80s what Pink Floyd, you know, the wall was. You know, like, it's to, it's the metal wall is what people they were comparing it to the wall and i thought at the time wow that's a bold statement because the wall is my all-time favorite pink floyd album and i'm like that's a bold statement but then when i heard the album i was just fucking blown away man like it 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 is and if if i i yeah i i I, man again it's one of my all-time favorite albums it's just you know and and like i said they're they're considered prog metal but (laughs) <laughs> those motherfuckers do it right you know yeah because it definitely doesn't suck uh overall though i gotta tell you I, I did dig this album um it's not what i had in mind at all before listening like i said i thought it was a death metal kind of thing just just based on the name of the band and the way they did their logo well, i'm like that's nothing i'm going to want to listen to so i never you, listened buddy. to them uh bushy I, I i gotta be honest with you though bro i i, I probably aren't it, I'm not going to really pick a lot of extreme metal, like when it comes to like death metal for, for us to do. Um, even though there's a few, I don't know. There, there may be one band I think you would like, I think, I think you'd probably like entombed Wolverine blues, but, but cause it's almost like that's what started what they call now death and roll where it was death metal, but the chords and the shit they're playing, they were very much influenced by like kiss and stuff like that. So it's really heavy, but it's 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 got this cool groove to it, you know, and I love it. But I again, I don't know, 
you're not really into that scene, you know. So it's like I don't know. It's, if I it's real. You. Well, see, this is the point of uncovered gems. It's not just to turn me on to something I may like, but maybe stuff that I've never heard. Like this album, yeah. you know, I never heard, but right. I like it. Uh, it's nothing I would have gone to ever. I would have never given right. them a shot. Um, there's right. a couple death things out there that I dig on. You know, I don't know if it's all death. I like, I, I put anything that's all growly, I put in the same fucking boat, okay? Like, I well, don't like Deicide, but I dig Carnifex. Carnifex is pretty cool. You know, I, I like uh, Meshuggah. Meshuggah's awesome. I love Meshuggah. But to be honest, I only know one album each, and they were both albums I just kind of bought on a whim. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's cool cover. Let me try the new, the new Meshuggah album is really cool. <laughs> Tell you what, when I get this internet situation uh, figured out, I'll send some Mashuga to you. Nice. I've got everything. So, uh, but anyway, man, I'm I'm really man, I'm I'm happy. Like I was kind of like, man, I don't know. I thought you'd like it because I'm going. Well, he likes hardcore. He loves New York hardcore. So, I just don't see how he couldn't like it. You, you right. know what I mean? Like you know, it was like, and you love typo, and there's definitely a typo influence. Oh yeah. So I was like, you know, I just don't see how you couldn't have liked it. You know, I, I'm so I'm glad that you picked uh, liked it. I'm glad. Yeah, all the, all the music. There's a couple songs I could do without. Uh, but man, well, you take those stupid three out, so you got a ten song album. Take two out, gives me eight. I I still call that a winner. So what was the songs that you didn't really care for? We're not counting because those weren't songs. We're I'm talking, uh, you know, my eyes because I know you didn't like my eyes. My eyes, my fucking ears. Oh, uh, hold on, let me go back to my notes. Doo -doo -doo -doo. I know there was another one. Huh, maybe it was just one. Yeah, I think it was, dude. You you, you even said like there was yeah, like underground to me was only decent. That was the only yeah. That was the only. But bad you one. you still liked it. You didn't. You you weren't like oh this sucks. Like yeah. or with uh, my eyes are like ah, I wasn't feeling that opening. And I I I kind of get what you're saying. I mean, I would say my eyes is probably my least favorite song on the album. I still like it. But it's my least favorite, man. The rest of the record, I think, is a fucking banger, though. And, you know, the the, the little interludes don't really bother me, you know, because they're not that long. They were like fucking five, ten minutes long. I'd be like, all right, all right, enough. Oof. But, you know. Boy, those last couple felt that long. They progressively get longer. Let's not lie to the listener. Like, if I was to edit oh, those no, fucking things right. in, yeah, people okay. would be like, turning the shit Monday, off. Monday's two minutes. Um, and then Thursday is 2.10. And then, of course, Friday is the longest. It's three minutes and 42 seconds. All right. Oh. Wait, no. Wait, no. Yeah. Three minutes and 42 seconds. So I feel you, man. But, um, but barring that, no, it, it, it's good. All right. Cool, man. Like I said, my eyes has to go. And after that, man, it, it's pretty solid album. Like I said, oh, I probably would have listened to it. Another interesting thing about the album is it was produced and mixed by Josh Silver, who is the ex-producer slash keyboardist of typo negative so again there you go i mean you know definitely some time with sal who was also in both bands so definitely um you know some typo love going on there oh, but, hey, that's yeah. all right. but not enough to where it's like oh man they're a total ripoff of typo they weren't um, but you could definitely hear the, the the carnivore and that typo influence man which to me is a good thing sure I, now look i'm not gonna lie uh 
Ralph played Carnivore on his show one night, and uh, I hated it. Yeah, for whatever uh, okay. reason, I like I like Pete doing that gothy, slow, chuggy stuff. Yeah, I love Carnivore, but I also look at it with Carnivore is very tongue in cheek and funny, which he is with Typo as well. Right. I mean, I mean, come on, dude. The fucking opening ba- uh, song, Pizza and Beer, where you hear a guy puking before it goes into the music. It's fucking hilarious, you know? Yeah, well, like, they I did that like, on all the Typo records, too. They always had something yeah, goofy in the beginning. Yeah, right. I love, I, I, I do love Carnivore, um, but it is different. It is different. I mean, it's weird, though, because when you listen to them, I certain songs you will hear, like, oh, okay, I can hear the Typo in that song, you know what I mean? Even right. though it is more thrash. I mean, that's the thing, like, you know, and one of the funniest things I love is Jamie Josta from Hatebreed. He's got his own podcast where he was talking about Evan Steinfeld from Biohazard uh, was talking about Peter Steele. And he said, man, when he first started forming Type O Negative and doing what he was doing, you know, Evan liked it. But he's like, well, man, what are the kids going to do? Because they're, they're not going to be able to mosh to this at all. And Pete Steele and his dad pan voice goes, they're going to do something. <laughs> and I love that, man. I'm like, you know, it's. I gotta yeah. say that uh, Origin of the Feces is actually my favorite typo album. And that's oh, really? from some club in Brooklyn. It's a live recording. And people are just a bitch in it. He's like, hey, you guys paid $5 or whatever it is to come see us. And we're getting paid. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Peter St- Pete Steele was he was a cool motherfucker, man. Oh, yeah. It sucks that he's gone. I miss him, man, because I love Typo Negative and yeah, I love Typo. Carnival, I stuff. have all their shit. Sarah, she's just wrong. They're not boring and depressing. They're great. It just sounds like they're depressing. Right. Well, I mean, hey, Typo's one of those bands, though, Pushy. I've noticed that either people get it or they don't. I don't think like Ralph's more of a carnivore guy. He respects Typo, though. That's he, right. He's you know, not a he's not a Typo fan. But he's not like when when he says he doesn't really care for it. He, you know, he likes a few songs. Like he says, he goes, "I don't hate it." He goes, "And I totally respect it." But yeah, he's more of a carnivore guy, you know. Yeah, well, that's and I've like noticed me with some stuff too, so I get it. But you know what's kind of funny? Here's something that's funny. She is when I first heard typo. It took me a while to realize that that was Peter because it sounded so different to carnivore, but yet. You know, when I realized who it was, I was like, oh, my God, of course, you know. But I didn't I didn't put two and two together right away. Okay. Because a buddy of mine, you know, he brought he brought over bloody kisses. And I was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh, this is really cool, man. I liked it. And he goes, dude, that's the guy from Carnivore. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I couldn't believe it because it was different, you know, but yet cool. Yeah, so. and, and when you get to, like, uh, uh, we don't care what you think, you kind of... Now, that's definitely got some carnivore. Yeah, it, yeah, that, that's one of the that, things I... have seen in that part, don't you? That's D. Snyder. We don't care what you think. Nah, I didn't that's, know that. That is D. No. That's D doing that. And, and of course, you know, um, Peter and all them are doing the whoa, 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 but the actual fucking chorus that's that's fucking d snyder bro that's pretty badass that's awesome oh yeah it's great album i fucking i included them on uh two week ago episode i have to remember even though it was uploaded today it's a two week ago episode <laughs> right right included a little typo negative because they fucking yes rock. yes 
I hey, you know, yeah, I'm I'm down with the typo, dude. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, man, I'm I'm glad you uh, like this record, dude. So overall, so I'm okay, man. You know what? We're we're going pretty good here, dude. Oh yeah. We're doing pretty good. This is someone's, awesome. I, someone's going to have to fuck it up. I'll look hard my next pick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough. I got an idea for the next one I want us to do too. Nice. But uh, um, you know, but I don't know. How, you know, you may you may already know this album, but I don't want to reveal anything because you're you're it's your turn. So um, yeah, yeah, and I'll figure out something to do. We'll cool. I, cool. I do that in another month. I think it's, I think as a monthly thing, it's great. Just because you know how much I just love doing record reviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. I get forced to listen to something, and then I gotta take notes, which means, like, let me be honest with you, Metal Mike. Had I taken notes on the first listen of that record last night, because I just listened to it last night, boy, my review would have been horrid. It would have been horrid because the first time around, I was not digging it. And I'm just sitting there and I'm staring at my stereo. And I was trying to keep it kind of down. And I'm like, you know what? Let me do this again. And I put the thump on a little bit. And I was like, okay, this is better. By the third time, when I started actually taking my notes, I mean, that first song, the guy's voice at first was fucking me up. I, I wasn't sure if I liked it or not. I don't dislike Volbeat. Casual. I've heard a few songs on the radio. You know, I've never heard a whole album. Uh, it, it's very different, very unique. So I wasn't... Like, I wasn't digging it, but by the end of the album, even the guy's voice, I'm like, yeah, okay, this is working. You know, but it took three listens to get there. Right on, right on. Uh, yeah, I, I gotta be honest with you, man. First time I heard it, I dug it, you know, when it came out. I was just like, holy shit, you know, but, um, you know, awesome. again, I was, I think part of it was because I was already into Typo already, and I and I was already into Biohazard, so to me, this is like, wow, this is Typo meeting Biohazard? This yeah, fucking rules. I'm know? not going to lie. I don't know, because I used to watch Typo and Biohazard on Headbangers Ball. Mm-hmm. I don't remember ever seeing Life of Agony. How did yeah. this band get by me? You know, I don't know, because I do know they made a couple of videos for this album, and, and it... it you know that's a good question, bro. I really don't know. Uh, um, yeah. yeah I, I, oh, oh I that's know. nothing. I, I I forgot to mention on Method of Groove, Alan Robert, the bass player, also has co-lead vocals on Method of Groove. So nice. that's yeah, that's, yeah. that's the best song on the album, anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I knew it. I knew it. I was like, man, Bushy's gonna love this fucking track. Fuck yeah, because. For Biohazard specifically, they were so good at blending hardcore with the fucking oh, rap vocals. I think they were the best at it. Yeah, they know? were like the Lip Biscuit of hardcore. Yeah, they were. Yeah, because Lip Biscuit did that rap thing the best out of all these other bands that tried it. Biscuit did it the best. I know people don't like it, and that's fine. That's fair. But for that kind of music, I think Biscuit did the best. Because Corn, let's be honest, Corn and Biscuit were two different bands. Even though oh, they sure. were both new metal, sure. but. Jonathan Davis barked. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't rap. He sang and then he. No, barked. he didn't rap. He didn't rap. I mean, Fred Durst took. Fred he, Durst he was took, rapping. Yes, he was. Yes, you know. he was. But uh, I, I really like that with Biohazard. So yeah, that that fucking song. Yeah, it does groove. Groove's your fucking. Hell yeah, balls dude! On. All right, man. Probably close out well, the episode with that bitch. Fuck. And you know what? Do it. Let's do it. Hell yeah! Hey, do you have anything to promote this week? You know, honestly, um, I think I 
I had already promoted this, but you know what? He was such a cool motherfucker. I don't care. And like I said, I want to. I want to take the the interview that I did for that metal station and make it an episode of the Plug Podcast here in the near future. It'll give us more content. Absolutely. And uh, I did an interview with um, Jason Hardwin, Becoming. He's a multi-instrumentalist. He pretty much does everything himself. He does have a few guys that will come in, maybe do a solo or whatever. But his latest album is came out in 2020. It's In the Name of God. Um, Really cool. It's it's very like um, he mixes a lot of different things, man. There's there's thrash metal. Uh, there's some groove metal to it. There's definitely even uh, some elements of like death metal and 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 uh, rap even. Um, like the the one song um, Wish is total rap or uh, hip hop influence. But really really cool stuff. I really really dig this album. One of the things that's kind of cool about it when you listen to the lyrical content is it's very uh, positive. Nice. Um, like for instance, Wish. Um, when you see the video, which has got a bunch of different people, you know, Tommy Chong ends it with, this is Tommy Chong, man, and I wish a motherfucker would. Now, you're thinking Wish, like, oh, man, wish a motherfucker would start some shit, but if you listen to the lyrics, he's like, I wish a motherfucker would be grateful. I wish a motherfucker would be thankful. I wish a motherfucker would go to school. I wish a motherfucker would get a job. I wish a you know, it's basically, try in almost all their music, it's very, like, Trying to find inner strength and 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 overcoming adversity, and I like that, man. And I think that that's something that's kind of lacking in a lot of today's metal. I mean, you know, I love the old school, like Judas Priest with United. I like more positivity in metal, and uh, you know that not, it's not that it's totally missing. I mean, Crowbar, Hatebreed are very much bands that seen about overcoming adversity like one of my favorite crowbar songs is called to build a mountain and it, he's using it as a metaphor that you know to build a mountain takes a long long time you don't just fucking get from a to b or as the old saying goes rome wasn't just built in a day you know you gotta work for it you gotta exactly. work at it. and uh but i i really uh, jason's a really cool dude i definitely want him to uh, i've already told him i'd love to have him on the podcast sometime sure uh, and he says he's totally down and uh he, he's working on a new album he literally announced the new album in the interview and uh oh, yeah man uh yeah and uh, apparently he 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 really loved the interview that we did um which was really cool i mean i asked him questions but it was almost more of a conversation where i mean i did ask him questions and stuff and he just kind of told me his background and you know how he became who he became you know basically so it was really a uh, really cool dude down to earth good guy man and uh, i'm really glad he kind of reached out to me because i he'd heard i heard played one of his songs on my uh, on my show and uh, somebody had told him i think it was dj samuel and he reached out to me he's like hey man you know if you ever want to interview or whatever and i was like okay cool and I'm really glad he did, man, because I'm That's telling awesome. you, I think it's one of the best things I've I've ever done. And, and the, of course, the bells and whistles that my older brother put on it just takes it even more to the top. But I remember having a good vibe when we did the interview itself, you know, just the raw interview. And uh, that was on Easter Sunday. So, you know, of course, I, I wished him happy Zombie Jesus Day. And <laughs> he's, a, he's a cool guy, man. He's a good dude. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's my pick of the week or my plug of the week or whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> that's funny, Zombie Jesus Day. Uh, my promote's going to be, dude, this is going to be weird and I apologize, but let me start by saying this is a history book. 
it's not a religious book. Okay. <laughs> but uh, currently I'm reading uh, Bill O'Reilly's Killing Jesus. He does the whole killing series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've, um, killing Lincoln, Killing Kennedy, Killing Patton. I've seen a bunch of yep. them. Killing Jesus, yeah. yeah he's got a new yeah. one coming out called Killing the Killers, which is about the war on terror. Um, this is just a strictly historical perspective, and he takes it from uh, both the Roman spies' notes, because he was allowed into those archives, but also the Jewish spies, because apparently while Jesus was preaching, I am not going to say whether or not he was the Messiah, because I don't want to piss anybody off, but the fact is there's too much historical evidence that he was there. Oh, yeah. But he, yeah, told, I mean he, what he does is... What Jesus was preaching went so against the Jewish oh, faith yes. that the the Jewish priests sent spies. Mm -hmm. The Romans thought he was such a threat he could cause a war. Yes. That they sent he was a spies. Yeah. To them, he was a rabble Exactly. Rabble. He was somebody, like you said, he was going is, so far against the grain. I mean, really, when you look at his teachings, it was very um, almost Eastern philosophy. Take that what you will. And you got to right. remember something about the Bible, whether you believe it or not. They go from him being a little boy to like in his 30s overnight. So what did he do in between all that time? A lot of people yeah. speculate he might have done some traveling in the Far East, and maybe that's where he adopted some of the this philosophy. Because I, I do, believe, I don't know. Believe, I do believe that Jesus, whether he was the Messiah, I don't fucking know. But but I do know this. I, I mean, he he did exist. There was a dude named Jesus, and he is part of what I call the Big Four, which is you know Jesus, Muhammad, Moses, and uh, Buddha. Well, here's what I could tell you. In this book, he's never referred to as the Christ. Right. It's always the Nazarene, because that's where he was born. Um, I, He's not very old where I am now. It's very interesting, because O'Reilly takes us all the way back to like Cleopatra Mark Antony days, explaining what happened in the Roman Empire to get to where Pontius Pilate shows up. And, you know, he goes from... It's not really the birth. He's probably three or four. But he's taking all these, you know, from interpretation obviously because you have to have some interpretation because there wasn't that much written record but there was detailed written record from what spies from the romans gave and the jews gave and uh bill o'reilly and his co-author were both granted permission to go through all of that information all those old old texts and uh he wrote this amazing book it's a history because the book was written for this reason, this reason alone, how did a guy, you know, 2,000 whatever years ago, poor guy who would talk on a hill and thousands would be there and you couldn't hear him, you know, right. because of the time frame, you know, there's no microphones or nothing, you couldn't hear him. He's like, how did this guy become the most popular person in the world even to this day? And he, so it's a, it's a historical perspective. So get away from the religion. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. It is a quick read. He's got maps and such in there. He does have footnotes. Uh, great read. Um, if you don't like Bill O'Reilly, oh. you'll probably never read it. But he, it, it, it's, a, it's an excellent book. Right on, man. Cool, dude. Cool. I, you know, I might have to check that out. Uh, yeah, my dad told you me know me. I'm not a God cool. guy. Right. And here's the thing about Bill. I know some people got... I. 
I liked Bill okay. I mean, I didn't always agree with him on everything, but, you know, um, you know, he was all right, dude, you know. I, li- I like uh, O'Reilly. I still listen to him every day. Yeah, he, um, he, uh, the only thing that would kind of make my ass tired with him is how he was all about drug prohibition. I'm like, Bill, it doesn't fucking work, bro. Yeah, I'm sorry. He still you is. Know? That's never going to change. Yeah, I know. You know, Hannity's yeah. the same but way. Oh, I know, I know, but you know, it's fucking, which, I mean, that's fine, look, you know, but that doesn't mean I don't like the guy. See, again, I can go, okay, Bill, I don't quite see it that way, but that's all right. Oh, you well, know? let me tell you what, I mean, there's, I there are things to... about, I'm sorry, go ahead, things, go ahead. There are some issues with Bill that I do agree with, you know, it's like anything else. I don't know about anybody else, but dude, I, I take each issue or whatever, and I weigh it in my mind, and I make up my own fucking mind. I don't. And I don't, yeah, you know what I mean. I'm not gonna fucking just believe something just because somebody fucking tells me it's. Well, that's why I listen to. Figure it out on my own. Well, that's why I listen to so many different podcasts, and obviously most of them are conservative. Uh, I've tried the lefty ones, and they make my eyes bleed. (laughs) You know, but uh, Bill will be on like Glenn Beck's show every Friday, and they don't agree with each other on a lot of things. But it's some of the funniest podcasting or radio you'll ever hear. You know, I listen to Hannity's radio show every day because he releases that as a podcast. And Bill comes on there and they don't agree on everything all the time. You know, but but that's the thing. Spirited debate, even though most of the line down, you might agree with these guys, um, you know, which is what I enjoy. But you get different perspective. I've always thought of O'Reilly as like just no spit at all. He just tells you what it is and this is how it is. This is what it means. You can say it means this, but this is what it means. Is he right all the time? No. <laughs> but uh, but I like him. Barring that, I had never read any of his books. Uh, I kept listening to, you know, this is the season of Lent, and then we have Passover coming, and he kept talking about this, even though he's promoting his new book. So I said, eh, fuck it. I bought it on Kindle, which I feel like a beta for even saying. But, uh, yeah, I bought it on Kindle, and I, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I got it. I don't know. It's Amazon. I, I guess it's a fucking um, fire tablet. I love mine though, but you know, I like Page Turners. You know, when I, I, when I, I spoke I, about the Great Reset. I first bought it I on mean, the Kindle thing, but my Kindle's on my phone, dude. It's very tiny. Oh, I mean, it's that a, makes I mean, sense. it's a smartphone. Yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a See, galaxy. Mine's, a, mine's an actual tablet, and it's about the size of a book, so it doesn't. It kind of reminds me of those those. Um, because you always saw them on Star Trek: The Next Generation. It looks just like that, about that size. Right, right. And it's the, it's the perfect size. You yeah, know? like so, the size of an iPad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't mind reading on this. Um, the Great Reset is the the, the 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 I guess maybe the type is different. I know even though it's in this format, it seems like it's wicked close together. I was struggling to read that, so mm-hmm. I bought the actual physical copy of that one. Uh, but this one I'm able to read. And the maps, now the maps I can't see very well. <laughs> so I may have to get a physical later. But I recommend it if you're interested at all in the history of this guy. I am not, cool, cool. A, I am not a religious guy. Uh, no, maybe, I know. Maybe you're, that'll you're. change one day. But I've seen too much ugly. <laughs> that uh, Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that's I, my I understand, I understand what you're saying. I get it, you know. Um, in fact, I think we kind of sort of had that conversation in the uh, the last episode you released because I 
you know, I said some things on there that I was like, oh, I'd forgotten I'd said that, you know, that, that, um, I'll have to finish listening tomorrow. I got, I got yeah. a little ways through it and I'm like, man, I'm at work. I don't want to listen to me. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but no, man, it was a good episode so far, you know. I mean, uh, you know. Mark, Mark, Mark Alden Taylor, Freeform Rock Podcast, a Freeform Rock show. As you're hearing this tonight, so apparently it's going to be Tuesday nights. Uh, yes, 11, sir. 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Check him out. He loved that episode. He said he was geeking out the whole time. Oh, oh, on uh, uh, the latest episode? The, the I'm latest, glad he liked it. The latest it. episode yeah. we dropped, the uh, Spider-Man talk. Oh, that's cool, cool. You know, well, like I said, I, I like to keep it a little, you know, uh, variety, you know what I well, mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I consider, us, be... I consider us a music and entertainment podcast. Right. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Well, anyway, man, on that note, uh, you ready to fucking put this fucker to bed, man? Hell yeah. Let's get out of here, dude. All right, brother. Uh, you take care of yourself and everybody out there. Keep fighting the good fight and stay metal to your dying breath, man. Hell yeah. Check out that Life of Agony album. It's really good. And uh, buy vinyl. We'll see you next week. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go But hey, I say, well that's okay Cause we'll see you very soon, I know Very soon, I know What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on The Plug See you next week Come on God, answer me years I'm asking you why. Why are the innocent dead and the guilty alive? Where is justice? Where is punishment? Or have you already answered? Have you already said to the world, here is justice, here is punishment, here.